I don't say this lightly, I mean this with all of my heart, that uh, I am so thankful that, first of all, that I have someone who can fill in for me, uh, and I'm thankful that our church body has another voice that, um, that can speak into us to, to be refreshed, not just by God's word coming from me, but also to hear it coming from someone else. And uh, this young man, I know we have different styles, but that's okay. Um, but he is he speaks with so much wisdom. There are so many times, especially in a small group environment, where he has spoken so much wisdom and, and direction. And, and uh, he'll even come down through the week, and he'll sit in my office and, and speak wisdom into my life. And I've really learned a lot from him, and I appreciate him very much. And I'm really looking forward to what God has laid upon his heart this morning. So uh, now that I've set you up, don't, don't let us down this morning. But... <laughs> But would you please make welcome this morning and give a big round of applause to Pastor Brad Emmons. Well, good morning, everybody. Wow, yeah. Set me up there. Hope I can live up to this <clears throat> wisdom thing. Okay, well, who's happy to be here today? You know, I, I was looking out, and I, you know, there's a lot of people that a lot of times that show up a little late, but... Um, this is uh, the group that we have here today. Trust me, if you look around and you see somebody here today, or you're here today, you're supposed to be here. The exact group that's supposed to be here is here today. You're supposed to hear this word today, because this is the, the last word, as far as a, a preached word, that you'll get from this church this year. In the year out, and hopefully you'll get something that can take you into the next year. Now, next week will be the first service of the new year, and I'm sure Pastor Scott has something special for that. But this is the end of 2018. And so I want to sow something into you guys in 2018 that you can carry with you to 2019 and would serve you well. Amen? Amen. So today's message is called The Secret Place. And in that secret place, even just saying that's the secret place probably brings up an emotion in you. Most women, when they hear that, are like, yes, give me, go, let's go deeper in the Word. And most men are like, I don't know what he's going to talk about here. It's a little nerve-wracking. And that's just the way we are. We're built that way. But in that secret place, you'll discover through this word is where the real interaction happens with the Lord. So go with me to Psalms chapter 27. Psalm 27. We'll start in verse 4. Before we do that, though, let's open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity we have to receive your word. And I pray, Lord, that I'd be faithful with giving that word that you have given me. Lord, not, not, not let one word escape from my lips that is not from you. And let all things edify the people here today. That we can leave here different than we came in. And no word would return void. But everything that you set out to do would be accomplished. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So Psalm 27. Verse 4, we'll go through verse 10. It says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, <clears throat> that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. 
When you say, seek my face, my heart say to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me. O God of my salvation, when, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Amen. I think in that, in that group of that passage right there, you see something that we can all relate to. And he says, hey, if you meet me in that secret place, that, that pavilion, he calls it a pavilion in one place. And in that secret place is where God can really be heard. Too often we get busy in life and the, 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 the world around us consumes us. And we need a place to get to where we can hear even the smallest whisper from God. Because a lot of times that's how he speaks. He's not the booming voice, the thunder, the lightning, all these kinds of things like that. More often than not, he wants to get your attention in the secret place because he wants to speak directly to you. And if he's given you a word, then it's not to be spoken out loud, it's to be whispered into your ear. And so you have to be prepared for that. If you're not getting a word, maybe look at your surroundings. Have I not prepared my surroundings to hear the voice of God, or am I letting my surroundings dictate what I hear from the Lord? So maybe it's the people around you. Maybe it's the circumstances. Maybe it's the building. I don't know. But we have, to, we have to look at that to determine, am I really getting what the Lord has for me? And why do we need a place of refuge, a secret place? Because I look at it this way. I've got a place that I know that I go to for refuge. And then within that refuge is my secret place. So look at it that way, okay? You've got a refuge that you go to. Within the refuge is your secret place. Now, what is a refuge? How, why do we need that? Let's look in Psalms uh, 46. Let's go to Psalm 46, uh, 1 through 7. So let's break this down as far as refuge. We're, 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 the church is called a refuge. So maybe we should get an idea of what the refuge is. Amen? Psalm 46, 1 through 7. These are all New King James, so if you... Uh, Or reading along, if yours looks a little different, that's okay. So in verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength. Again, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be moved, <clears throat> excuse me, removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose stream shall make me glad, the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. So you got a holy place there, and you got a tabernacle. Remember that. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just, as the, just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kings were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. We start to see a little bit picture here of what God is. And then he says, I am your refuge. I am your refuge. Primarily, God is your refuge. And then he says, within that, you have the tabernacle and the, and the holy place. So when I said you need to find a refuge, I want to compare that to the actual tabernacle of the Lord. So if you went to uh, the, the, the temple of the Lord back in Jesus' day or prior to that, you had the outer court, you had the inner court, and then you had the holy of holies. And a lot of people just hung out in the outer court. And that was fine. Anybody could go there. You, you didn't have to be special or anything to hang out in the outer courts. Now, I'm sure you got, you know, got, got some, 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 some good stuff off the, uh, what was happening in the temple. I'm sure there was some, some, some good preaching out there. 
But as you went further in, you got closer to the presence of God. So you went to the inner court. Not everybody went there. Not everybody went there. But even you go even further and you say, you know what? I want to go into the holy of holies. I want to be face to face with the Lord in his presence, in his temple. Guess what? Nobody hardly went in there. There was a veil, a thick veil that covered from the, the inner court to the, to the holy of holies. You could not go in there. Now, here's how serious it was. Once a year, the priest would go in there. Just the priest. The priest, one priest, would go in there once a year. And even him, they would tie a rope around his ankle. So he went in, and if God struck him down because of the sin on him, they could drag him back out. So guess what? Not many people desired to be in the presence of God that closely. They were afraid of it. There was fear there. If they, that priest hadn't atoned for his sins in just the right way, and you never know if he did because those atonements weren't perfect. It wasn't like the blood of Jesus had gotten on him yet. But we have the blood of Jesus. We're not like the boat priest who, who had a fear going in there, worried if he's going to be dragged out dead. We have the blood of Jesus. We know that our sins are covered from head to toe, that we've been forgiven, redeemed, set free by the blood of Jesus. We can walk into the presence of God face to face without fear and say, Lord, what do you have for me today? In the Holy of Holies, which is your secret place. So what is a refuge? A place to flee, and this is a, a, a dictionary version of it. It's a place to flee in order to get away from people or places that are unsafe. A place to flee to in order to get away from people or places that are unsafe. Now, how often do we feel like that? I feel like that quite often, right? That sometimes you just don't feel right around certain people or certain place. Something's going on in your life, and you need somewhere to escape to. Your refuge is where you escape to. Hopefully, Sunday mornings coming here to the refuge is a great escape for you to get away from the cares of the world, the, 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 all the trouble that's going out in the world, you know, get away from your job and all this kind of stuff to get to a place where you can come and just sit before the Lord and hear the word preached. Get around your friends and, 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 just, and just have a great time. Hopefully that's what you're getting from the refuge here in this place of refuge. So what are our places of refuge? What, what can we go to? We know that God is our primary refuge, right? He is called our rock, our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer, our shield in whom we trust. You got all these, all these, these, these phrases that we call God that all design him uh, or uh, dictate him as that one that protects and covers. And it's like a shield, a fortress around you. He is your refuge. In your, in your time of trouble, that's the first place you run. If you're running somewhere else, you have to ask yourself, why am I taking that over God? Why am I substituting this for God? I'm running to this instead of the Lord. Why is that? So some of these are discovery questions. If you ask yourself and you answer it honestly, you'll discover what's going on in your heart. So God is primarily our refuge. But go with me to Psalms, uh, Psalms 91, 4 through 7. Psalm 91. We'll do four through seven. So here kind of gives another 
look at God as your covering. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. So you're seeing there's a place here that it describes God as this one who covers you with his wings. Can you imagine that? I, I've always thought about that because that's how, you know, uh, birds do with their, their young and things like that. And they, they cover their young with their wings and they protect the, the young, keep them warm, weather, you know, all those things. And I look at that and I go, but how much more would the, the love of God, the, 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 the wings of the Lord be over me? How much more safe would, that, would I feel than even that, that young baby bird feel? That's a good place. And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of terror at night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. It's about covering every time of the day, isn't it? At night, noonday, day, it's covering everything. A thousand may flee at your side and 10,000 at your right hand but it shall not come near to you because you've been in the presence of the Lord. You've been taking refuge in his presence and you've been in the secret place. It shall not come upon you. Do you see there? There's some safety in the, in the refuge. There's some, some protection. There's some peace of mind. How many of you today need a little peace of mind? You need that anxiousness to go away, that anxiety that tries to overwhelm you, that creeps up on you. You say, Lord, just let it go away. And he's saying, have you taken time to go to the secret place and spend some time with me? It would just fall away. We can pray about it, but we don't. We, we, we pray and ask God, please take this away, but we do nothing about it ourselves. We want God to just remove everything from our life without taking a step in his direction. And he says, take a step in my direction. I'll meet you halfway, and things will start to change. And it might not change in a flash, but guess what? In the presence of God is freedom. And if I stay in his presence long enough, freedom shall come upon me. And that's what I'm trying to get here, is when we go into this new year, we have to have some game plan. We have to have some understanding. When trouble comes upon me in 2019, what am I going to do? Am I going to take refuge in drugs and, 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 and pornography and addictions and, and, and all these other things, uh, maybe people and relationships and uh, my kids? Am I going to take refuge in everything else but God? Or if I'm going to choose to go to the Holy of Holies in the secret place and get set free from everything that binds me? I got a place I can go to now. There's no excuse in 2019. You've got a place to go to. You just got to find it. What is your secret place? Think about that. If you're at home and you're going to get away in a secret place, some people call it a, a, a prayer closet. I don't know if you literally go get in a closet. I've never done that myself. But, uh, but I'm sure some of y'all got a nice walk-in closet. You could do that. But, you know, maybe there's a, a, a place where it's quiet. That's hard to do in our house. Because, you know, you got, it's a pretty small house. you got three kids running around. It's hard to do. But guess what? We have to do it. If, if i got to wake up early, which I do at 6.30 in the morning to get my secret place, guess what? On the couch at 6.30 in the morning, sometimes Pastor Scott's texting me about that time, is my secret place. It's just me and God. There's nothing else going on. Occasionally, Emery comes out and lays on that couch, but she's not bothering my secret place. She's quiet. But I hear from God so clearly in those moments. I'm reading his word. Or maybe I'm listening to praise music. You know, it could be in your car with the praise music going, and you're just, man, you just feel the love of God, and you say, man, I have entered into the secret place of the Lord. I have taken refuge from my troubles, even while I'm driving my car. 
See, you can be met in many places. And it's your opportunity to find those places, to search them out with diligence and say, you know what, this is a place I go to. This is a place I go to. Or when I'm at work and, and trouble comes upon me, I escape over here. I get away. I know of three or four or five places that I go to to take refuge, to get into my secret place, to get in that safe place. So fear, anxiety, worry, doubts, all these things don't take root in, 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 and have uh, so death into my life. But I go to the place of life instead. Where is my refuge? Where is your refuge is more important. I look at the body of Christ. Look around you, just the, the, who you're connected with as far as believers. This is a refuge. Not only the building is, is a place of refuge, it's called the refuge, but look around you. If you just take the people, no matter where this group of people goes, we could take all of y'all, go down to the park by the river, and guess what? We would have a refuge there because there's people around you that God has placed in your life for comfort, for lifting you up, for encouragement, for being there when nobody else is there. To, to give you that timely word. See, that's what the believers in your life are supposed to do for you. And if you don't have believers in your life doing that for you, guess what? Go get some new believers in your life. I put people around me that lift me up, not bring me down. There's enough negativity in the world without having a bunch of negative people in your life. So I get around a bunch of believers. I get around the body of Christ. And it makes me feel better. And in that group, guess what? I'm protected. Just like the herds. You know, there's a lot of herds when they're, when they're being a, like antelope and stuff like that. They stay in a, in a group when they're being hunted. They're hunted like a lion or something like that. They stay in a group, the herd. There's protection within the numbers. There's protection within the numbers of believers as well. You have to take refuge in your family, the family of God. Go with me to Psalm 91.11. This is pretty cool here. <clears throat> I didn't even think about this one at first. Psalm 91.11. So we got God. We got the wings of God. We've got the body of Christ. We've got, you know, obviously the building. <clears throat> and then here he says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Do you see the refuge that's happening there? They're taking you and they're keeping you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up. And, and I don't look to, to angels all the time and think, oh, this is where I need to go. But God has assigned some angels to lift you up that you would not be hurt and do things for you. They're not going to always be there to always get you out. Don't think that angels are just some escape route. But angels are real, and angels are get assignments, and they're messengers, messengers of God. And I, I believe through this passage here that there are times when they protect you. It says that. And Jesus believed that because he, even when he was being tempted by the devil, and he had been told, throw yourself down, and they'll, they'll, he, what the devil was doing was coming against this verse right here. He was saying that your angels will take charge over you, you lest you dash your... And, and, and Jesus said, don't tempt the Lord your God. But he knew that verse. The devil knew it, and God knew it. So I think, look at that in the New Testament and go, maybe this verse in the Old Testament is pretty important, that we need to have that in our life. So once again, when we talk about the refuge of church, Pastor Scott, I know from his original intent of the refuge wanted it to truly be a place of refuge. 
a place where people came that were hurting, that were having trouble in their life, that were in a place of darkness, a place of fear, worry, doubt, addictions, all these different things that people are suffering with. Pastor Scott had a vision of people having a place to go to to get relief from those things. That there would be people in the church that would serve those needs. That they would be excited for setting people free. That they loved the process of seeing people get redeemed and, and washed over with the blood of Jesus. They loved being a part of, 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 of what God was doing. Because I believe that this is the handprint of God. When he says, uh, in the last days, he will draw the, the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. That he's got this time when he's trying to take the, the fathers, the spiritual fathers, and that includes mothers as well. I include both of y'all in there. Spiritual mothers and fathers. There's people that are going to come in your life that need the love of God, and they will only see it through you in that moment. You are the father to them in that moment. That maybe introduces them to the father. But that happens in a refuge. That happens in a safe place. When people walk through that door, no matter what's going on in their life, maybe they've even been abused in the morning. They walk through that door, they should feel protected, safe, secure, and know that the presence of God is in here. And they're around a bunch of believers. You see, there's all kinds of, and God's presence is here, so they're all they're taking great refuge by coming into the refuge. That's the vision that we need to see happen in 2019. You need to grab hold of that and say, what can I do to make this place more of a refuge? That it's not just a name on the building. That it's a place that people come to seek shelter. Not just a name. What can I do? And I look again at that temple and that holy of holies. And I know that when Jesus died, he said, it is finished. And that veil that kept the normal people like me and you out of that holy of holies was torn into from the top to the bottom torn open so now we can walk in freely with the blood of jesus on us and not worry about dropping dead not have fear on us because i'm going to test you with this because this is a good a good thing to think about are you afraid of the secret place when you think about a place of that's so intimate with god that you hear him even whisper does fear creep into your life a little bit? What I mean by that is, do you start to think, I don't know if I want to go in there. I don't know if I can be that close with God. I'm just not worthy. I, you don't understand, man. I've had a bad week. Uh, the words that were escaping from my mouth, I, 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 nothing was edifying my life. I was doing some things I shouldn't have been doing. You know, is, that, is that kind of tickling your back of your, your brain a little bit? Because that's what will keep you out of the presence of God. Your sin will, but guess what? God is calling you to the secret place because he wants to remove that sin. He wants you to come to him and be repentant and say, Lord, please forgive me of these sins. I confess these things to you. And in that, God grabs you in his arms, and you'll find the ultimate secret place when he wraps his arms around you. And he loves on you and says, son, daughter, don't be afraid to come to me. Know that this is your ultimate refuge. But if there's something in your mind that makes you afraid of that, I, I just, I, I, I challenge you to pinpoint it, to find out what it is. What in my life is keeping me from that secret place? Now, when I say an intimate relationship with Jesus in that, in that, in that, in that holy place, a lot of men found that hard to fathom. Okay, women, that's, that's easy. Intimate place, intimacy, that's easy for a woman. But for men, sometimes that, thinking on that level of intimacy 
where you, you, know, you, do, you could be with a, a man who's just wrapped his arms around you, Jesus, seems a little off to you. And it may be hard for you to go into that place. I'm going to really challenge you to not look at it that way. Because intimacy with Jesus, there's nothing but sacredness about it. There's nothing um, warped about that relationship. There's nothing off. There's nothing weird about it. It's just you and God, you and Jesus, spending time together. There's nothing to fear there. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to be ashamed of, of saying, you know what, I, I need refuge today. I need to go to my secret place. So if there's something that prevents you from going there, identify it and deal with it so you can get back to it. Amen? When you find refuge, you will, you will surely find your secret place. It's in this place that you will clearly hear from God that you will get the download. How many times do you need the download? I just need the word of God. I need the download today. I need instructions. I need, I need, to, tell, I need to tell me if I take this job or not. What do I do here, Lord? Do I buy this house? The place where Jesus only has to whisper to be heard, where all distractions fade away, a place to draw near to God in a way you have never experienced before. If you want to experience God in a new way, go to the secret place. And as you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says it. And you will experience God as never before, accepted and loved despite your sins and past, where you will drop to your knees in repentance and sing out praises and glory to the Most High, where the love of Christ will wash over you and all things will become new. That is your secret place. If that sounds good to you, I'd say start looking. Start finding out. Because you know some of them are obvious. We got the refuge here. You got the body of Christ. But you personally, where are you going to meet God today? Where are you going to experience him in an intimate way? What are you going to do differently today or tomorrow that you can have that relationship with God? Because if all you want to do is stay in the outer courts, guess what? You'll miss out on a lot of stuff. And God, when he says, I, I came to give you life and life to the full, life, life more abundant, he meant I came to give you life in the inner, not only in the outer courts, but in the inner courts and then the Holy of Holies and that secret place. That's where you really find the abundant life. You can only get a little bit out farther from the presence of God, but as you get closer to the presence of God, the benefits of that, the blessings of being in His presence are more evident in your life. And that's what I want to see from you in 2019. I want to see you experience God in a new way. Many of you have sought, uh, desired that. You've thought, I want to know God in a more intimate way. I want to experience Jesus like I never have before. This is the way you do it. You understand, this is a prophetic word into your life that says, here's the word for you. If you apply this to your life, your life will change. Because it's true. It's the word of God. We're just, we're just looking at it from that. It will give you a fresh start to your new year. If you want to go into the new year, starting on Tuesday with a fresh start, go into it with places of refuge in mind. Your, inner, your secret places already locked away. You're going to know where to go in every situation, every time of trouble. You've got a place to go. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Father, for this word that you've given us that has given us the opportunity, Lord, to shine a light on something that seems so simple, but yet we haven't really taken full advantage of. I know many of us, Lord, have not taken advantage of being in your presence the way we should. And so, Lord, today as we finish up here, I pray for every single person here 
that the wisdom of God would overwhelm them, and suddenly they would get the knowledge of what it means to be in refuge in a secret place, that they would know that they know that they know that they need to be there. It is where life is given. When death tries to reign over us, we need a place of life. And I pray, Lord, that everybody in here would get revelation of where they're supposed to go, what they're supposed to do in those moments, where they can be closest to you. Father, all we desire is to be closer to you. Let us find that place. Point us in the direction, Lord, that perfect place that only you know. And when you give us that place, then it is a secret place because it's just me and you that know, Lord. It's just you and the person out here, Lord, that knows that place. And I thank you for that place, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in that place. I thank you, Lord, for 2018, that we got through it. That, Lord, that great things happened. Maybe some, maybe some tough things happened this year. But we're here sitting here today, Lord. We made it. And I pray for the next, Lord, the next 2019. I pray, Lord, the desires of everybody's heart in here, in this church right now, would be met. I pray, Lord, as they go into your secret place and and, and tell you their, their darkest secrets, Lord, that you will shine a light on them that will bless them in a way and guide them in a way that will get them to where they want to go and, and they've never been able to get. Lord, I just pray that everybody in here, that whatever they do in 2019, that whatever they set their hands to, if it's got your handprint, oh Lord, what we set our hand to, shall it be blessed in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for this church. I thank you, Lord, that we come to a place called the refuge. I thank you, Lord, that we get to be part of the refuge, that we get a part of building a refuge, not just for us, that we love the refuge, but, Lord, the community as a whole, that we can be that place where people are hurting, fighting for their lives one day, coming into the house of God the next, and getting set free right on the spot. That they'll have a place of refuge, a place to go to. May we be a beacon on a hill, a shining light. May the presence of God be so bright in this place that people from afar can see it on the refuge building. They'll say, that's a place of freedom over there. That's a place where my cousin got set free. That's a place where my, my, my sister's marriage got restored. That's a place where things happen. They don't just talk about it. They're about it. They're being about it. The word of God is alive in that building. I pray for that in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We have an opportunity to fulfill that because you've given us the power and the gifts to do it. We already have it, Lord. We just got to put our hands to it. But I'm asking you, Lord, to give it your handprint, Father, to put your hand on it. Because when your hand's on it, Father, it, it'll be blessed. So we thank you, Father. And I pray for every single person here in Jesus' name that God will restore you, that God will heal your heart, that God will save you set you free of whatever's hurting you, even if it's the smallest thing or it's a big thing you can't even see past. God has an answer for you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.